Congratulations, you found the audio version of the weekly podcast, which is Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Each week, your host, Leonard Sultana, and my partner in crime, Melissa Franks, from the Friends of CCI Forum, gather a cracking selection of special guests to talk all things in the world of con, pop culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that surrounds it. This is Series 3, Episode 6, broadcast on the 6th of September, 2015. Myself and Alyssa are joined by movies and TV reviewer Mark Serby and forum member Michael Leventhal to talk about everything in the news this week, including Leonard's review of the International Comics Expo event held in Birmingham and also everyone's take on Force Friday, the massive ramp-up of the marketing behemoth for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Hello there, and welcome to A Cup of Tea with an Englishman in San Diego. I have my tea this week. Oh, thank goodness it's been so long since we've actually... I'm actually going to be trying my best to uh, make sure, enforce, as it were, that we have people having a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, or coffee. Martin kind of broke that rule last week. He had coffee. I'll let it slide just this once. Uh, I know that um, Alyssa's got her cup of tea as well. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I'm well. I I, I, what, I what crate came that? from Woot Crate. We got our venom cup. I I thought I should uh you know model it that for is, to everybody today. <laughs> yeah, that is uh um, help me out character please. It's, venom. Venom, of course, it is. I wanted to say spawn. <laughs> why did I think? Why did I have spawn in my head? No idea. I'm a spawn fan. <laughs> but then again, um, I've been I've been typing up about spawn this week because I'm a, a fan of um, spawn and Witchblade um, and the, that kind of universe. And Witchblade is getting a new kind of revamp in the next kind of month. Uh, do check that out. That's a uh, it's called um, um, uh, Switch. It's very looking like a very good book. That's very good. I digress. That looks like it's <laughs> going to be a lot. That's looking like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, how are you doing, Alyssa? What have you been up to? Um, well, uh, pretty a lot of mundane stuff, you know, in real life stuff. Uh, the forum is a buzz about uh, panels for New York Con, uh, Walking Dead. Still waiting on to see whether or not we get into the Walking Dead uh, show. Uh, looking forward to the new TV season. Just caught up on Legends from last year, the Sean Bean. Um, show which got renewed. That's coming back November, I think November 1st. And, uh, yeah, nothing like being nine months too late, you know, late to the show, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, looking forward to that. No walking dead on Sunday. No fear of walking dead on Sunday. Kind of lamenting AMC's decision to not show it on a, on a holiday weekend. Ah, right. Uh, well, yeah. If you are, yes, if you're watching in the U.S., um, happy Labor Day. Mm, um, tomorrow, what, whatever that is, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from the UK. I have not. What is Labor Day? What, what exactly it's kind of like is? bank holiday for oh, you guys okay. last week. You know? yeah, okay. So it's an excuse. It's an excuse for holiday. Absolutely. 
We like <laughs> we like excuses for holidays. No problem with those. Excellent. Uh, well, in that case, happy um, excuse day. Um, have yes. yourself a great weekend, <laughs> and um, whatever you're doing uh, today, hope you have a good time. Um, uh, hopefully, it involves some kind of something which may not involve tea. Hopefully, it's something a little bit more. <laughs> yes. Who knows? Um, right. I have also just realised that um, I've uh, sent uh, Alyssa a graphic to put up on her screen, and it's actually the one from the Jim Lee episode where we were giving a, giving away a Jim Lee uh, uh, thing. So I, I may just have to uh, very quickly send her um, a, the re- the revised one. So I'll take that down. But we are we are going to be giving away if uh, people are interested in some uh, in honour of tonight's last ship. We have uh, Are You Immune? This was from the last ship panel on in June on TNT. Size medium. Later on this show, Leonard has promised to get rid of these T-shirts for me. <laughs> Lovely. Hey, listen, if we can give any kind of freebies away, I'm a happy bunny. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I do know that we've been speaking to Cameron Duell, and I know that for about a year I've been teasing that Funko are going to be coming on. He is. He's not only <laughs> he, not only has he promised that he's going to be coming on, he's looking forward to it. Okay, he's going to be joining us the week before uh, New York Comic Con, and he's going to be talking about the uh, exclusives that they're bringing. Considering that I think they're going to do a very similar thing which they did with San Diego, which was a whole host of exclusives for um, New York Comic Con because it's their first time that they're going. Um, so he's looking forward to it. He wants to uh, share and I think there's going to be some giveaways as well so keep your eyes and uh, ears open for that. Looking forward to it. So yeah. Oh no, no. I'm not, fi- no. I'm not fingers crossing on this because that'll, no, cause that'll, just, that'll just jinx it. That'll just jinx it. It's happening. There. Right. The, the one I'm looking forward to is the comic book one that we're going to have on the 13th with the, the CGC, the lady from CGC, Brittany. Um, I've forgotten her last name, but that's that's my personal. I'm not so much interested in the Funko, although I will take freebies. <laughs> freebies are good. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, while I now go over to my other guests, I'll let Alyssa change her. Uh, graphic on the screen because I have sent her, sent her another one, um, and we have ourselves somebody who's joined us um, kind of last minute, and it's uh, great that he's uh, been able to say hello. Hello, Mark Serby, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, Leonard. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. How's your? Because uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had you um, on the Hangouts. Uh, how's it been? What have you been up to? Um, it's not been too bad actually. Uh, past week, uh, yesterday I was in central London um, at Forbidden Planet, uh, which is obviously a huge comic book and just a general massive nerd shop that sells figures and everything else, comics, graphic novels. So we'll talk about that in a bit, obviously, when we talk about False Fridays, because they were telling me some bits. And then earlier in the week, I was at the second episode screening of Hand of God, which obviously was at Comic-Con. And... Um, they brought all the cast over here to England. So Ron Perlman was there, Donna Delaney, Alona Tell, and the writer and producer as well. And it was all in a church in central London. So, wow. yeah, it was kind of fun. It was nice is and fun. This, is, this for, is this for a second episode? Yeah, that was for a second episode. And obviously, all ten episodes are now online on Amazon to watch. But because the first episode was already on Amazon Prime to watch, they said, well, we can't show you nine because otherwise you're going to be here throughout the night so we'll just show you episode two and then there'll be a Q&A after very nice 
considering that it, that kind of implies to me that uh, Ron Perlman has been here now for three weeks, which kind of tells me that he really, really likes the UK. He likes, <laughs> he obviously likes coming here and enjoying himself. So uh, we're happy with that. Um, so excellent. Uh, you're going to have to give us some impressions about that, um, uh, the two episodes that you've seen. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I've actually oh. seen eight episodes. Oh, you've seen them? Oh, you've been yeah, watching yeah. them all? Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, because I, I was at the Comic-Con panel as well. I uh, saw the preview, epi- uh, the pilot episode before I went to San Diego. Loved it. I mean, it's Ron Perlman, you know, and who doesn't love him? Garrett Dillahunt's in it as well. I think he's great. My friend Andre Royo, name drop, clank. Yes, I know. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's just a great cast, so I was really looking forward to it. Uh, two more episodes to go. They're being done tonight. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, like I say, we'll come back and we'll get a kind of a, a review or an impression of what you've, you've seen so far. But let's now share with The Hangout, The Fez, <laughs> my word. So how are you doing? Uh, this is Michael Levenpool. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, I am. I'm good. It's a Sunday uh, afternoon, and getting over for Friday, preparing for New York Comic Con, C2E2 news a little bit this coming week, and you know, that's a lot going on. I, I don't unfortunately have you know a cup of tea this week, but I do have my beer. So you know, you have, you have beer. Yeah, it's, I have it's, beer. it's Labor Day. That's fine. I, 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 I have my pint. Yes. <laughs> One day we will do a a, um, a talking Comic Con after dark, and it will be um, a shot of something with an Englishman in San Diego. I am more than happy with that. I think we may have to do that on the Sunday of uh, San Diego Comic Con because that is traditionally the day that I get completely wrecked. Uh, so yes, we may have to do something along those lines. Having talked to you that Monday morning, yes, you did. <laughs> I was amazed you pulled the show off. Oh my god! <laughs> <On word. Monday. laughs> yes, seriously. No, it's, 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 it's when I abandoned you halfway through the show. I said, "Look, I've got to get some water. I've got, I've got, look, you you talk for twenty minutes. I'm going to go get some water." Yeah, I was I was barely holding on, but no, that was fun. Okay, so uh, we were going to have a fourth guest, which is Tara uh, from the Geekery, who is currently at DragonCon. Um, we were going to have a bit of a review and a report of DragonCon. Uh, from what I'm kind of seeing on social media, it's kind of um, there's no real big headlines coming out of DragonCon, uh, unless of course uh, you're spotting anything different, or if indeed you're at DragonCon and you're watching this now. Number one, thank you very much indeed for your dedication. By all means, um, jump in on the Q and A and let us know okay. what um, is happening uh, when it comes to uh, DragonCon. But I'm not kind of seeing too much in the way of headlines. The only headline that I have been seeing is the one that Mark has mentioned. Uh, <laughs> go on then, Mark. Which one have you spotted? Yeah, no, I d- listen, it was just by chance I noticed it. I don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> I saw John Barrowman, who's wearing a TARDIS dress and some very nice red shoes. And I've got to say, he clearly gave a very nice twirl in it as well. And that, for me, was... The perfect headline from that place. I was like, listen, if you can't get down with that, uh, well, we don't want to be friends. Fair enough. Uh, admittedly, <laughs> you kind of have to ask the question is because obviously uh, John Barrowman is Scottish and they are traditionally uh, known for wearing dresses, um, which means that if he was doing a twirl, 
was he traditionally wearing the Scottish attire <laughs> of anything underneath said apparel? At which point, did the Dragon Con audience get to see Little John? I'm curious to see. I don't know if I... I mean, thankfully nobody's tweeted those pictures if that was the case. Hold on, I'll check. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good zoom on this phone. <laughs> John, it's not that cold. <laughs> I've been seeing amazing pictures out of Dra- out of Dragon Con. The uh, while he's checking for um, a close up picture, so to speak. Uh, yeah, you you went there. Yeah, I know. But I have seen some really cool pictures um, out of Dragon Con. Uh, the parade looked amazing, just people lining the streets. Um, the cosplay, comparatively to C- um, uh, San Diego, I have to say, if the pictures are any indication, the cosplay is up a notch um, to San Diego. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, made that, I made that comment about um, San Diego Comic Con on the, uh, the Monday after, where it didn't feel like there was a great... Uh, a rotation of cosplay uh, at Comic Con at uh, San Diego this year it did seem kind of muted, uh-huh. but yeah, dra- well, Dragon Con. I mean, we had the report and we uh, we kind of talked about it um, a couple of weeks back, and it is very much more a kind of lively event. And yeah, uh, cosplay is part of that, and it, it uh-huh. does sound like it was. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of fun, and a lot of people have gotten dressed up, and uh, yeah. I think well, I'm going to have to uh, leave the leave the sun at home and and go to to Dragon Con myself next year if I can possibly swing it. I got to get Kevin to hook me up with a decent hotel room. <laughs> well, from what I've been hearing as well, Dragon Con is also um, yes, leaving the kid at home is possibly a good idea. <laughs> I mean, Especially yes. since he's he's been known to to steal my beer. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I said it that is. one there. Yes, you did. Um, so, so yes, I, I I agree. I mean, I'd really like to go to more North American cons. Dragon Con is definitely on the uh, the agenda. Wonder Con is on the agenda. New York City Comic Con, that kind of thing. But Dragon Con, I think, yeah, I'd I'd like to uh, attend just because it sounds like such a giggle. It sounds like such a laugh to <laughs> to attend. So it's not uh, in terms of like a. a a convention like some others that we know of where you're getting kind of news headlines from uh, comics houses, from shows, from television, from wherever. It's more of fans coming together and bonding and having a, a great time. So, no, it's looking like a lot of fun. Is uh, what I know that you go to a lot of cons, Michael, which are kind of like more like that, where you're having kind of the, the headlines kind of thing. Can you see yourself going to something like Dragon Con? I, you know, honestly, I've been told I should go to Dragon Con. Dragon Con and Gen Con, kind of some, uh, well, they're different, but, you know, like, more, not the mainstream shows. So, yeah, I, I, I've thought about it. I'd like to do it. I hear it's, you know, a lot more um, fan, not like, like fan run. It's, you know, like, a lot smaller, a lot closer of a community. You know, like you've mentioned, the, the cosplay picks are just, you know, amazing. And it's a lot like san- sci-fi and fantasy stuff is very predominant there. Um, and that's right up my alley. So, yeah, I've thought about it. It's just a matter of when I could fit it in versus budget versus what else other shows I want to do. 
I, I don't think I've been to a, a, an event like that where it's kind of a, little, a, a lot looser. Um, I mean, I think, well, I did. I, I kind of went to one this weekend. Um, it was uh, the International Comics Expo, also known as ICE, uh, held in Birmingham uh, over the, the yesterday and today. I wasn't able to go today, unfortunately. But I did go yesterday. Um, rather typically uh, for me, today it's a, a glorious day uh, here in the UK. Yesterday it was a little bit grey. There was some water in the air. But um, some great names um, showing up, and um, uh, if, if you'll indulge me, I'll do a little bit of a review now of ICE. That's okay. <laughs> now I might have, I've launched into it. Um, basically, it's... Uh, it might as well. Um, great convention that was being held in somewhere called The Studio, which um, is a, a, a meeting place in Birmingham. Four floors um, of uh, exhibition space... Uh, inside the city. Um, second, third and fourth floor were all pretty much full with small press and independent artists on the second floor. Uh, third floor was your artists and upstairs was your um, uh, special guests and also uh, a couple of meeting spaces as well. Some great names involved uh, showing up. Um, Carlos Esquera and um, John Wagner. Uh, the creators of Judge Dread were uh, on hand, which I got a, an Esquera sketch, which is always uh, fun to uh, uh, see him work. Uh, so that was always fun. Um, also, um, a couple, it was there was one thing or one panel that really kind of uh, interested me because there's a new publishing house that's coming out called Aftershock. Um, this is coming. Um, I'm trying. I think it's Mike Metz or Michael Metz. He's a former. Uh, Marvel editor. He's um, done a lot of work for um, a number in the industry for a number of houses uh, over the course of uh, his uh, career. But he was pretty much headhunted to um, create and become the major editor in chief for um, Aftershock, and he was on hand to talk about um, what they're going to be bringing in future. Some massive names: uh, Dave, um, sorry, Neil Gaiman. Is going to be involved. Um, we've got uh, across the boards, uh, pretty much some uh, pretty big headliners are going to be uh, taking part in this. And they, we understand we're going to be getting the first kind of salvo of uh, news about what uh, Aftershock are going to be bringing next week. But it all starts in November. And what it really did seem like is um, a catch-all for quality creator-owned content. Some of uh, the some of the talent there uh, is Garth Innes. Uh, I'm just reading off of uh, a, a site. Uh, Jimmy Palamoni from Deadpool, Amanda Connor, Paul Jenkins, Batman, Spider-Man, Justin Jordan, um, Paul Hester. So it's it that's a good lineup there. Yeah, uh, I'm, very, I'm, very really looking, I'm very much looking for yeah, very much looking forward yeah. to seeing what they come up with. I mean, the the Neil Gaiman contribution is actually going to be part of an anthology book. Uh, which mm-hmm. they get me bringing out, and I don't know of many um, publishers that are actually doing anthology books now of short stories. I mean, I uh, in the UK we only know of kind of 2000 AD, which uh, is uh, still the only anthology book that's still running. I don't in the U in the US is there any anthology uh, books you can think of? There's a couple. I think Dark Horse does one, but they generally don't get a lot of play. No. You know, they're they're not. Really, very well received. That's, I think uh, when you've got when you've got the talent roster that this has got, I think right. uh, you may get uh, 
a lot of people <laughs> interested. So that, that, that looks really cool. And um, although it really did seem like they were kind of modeling themselves on the image model, um, I did actually ask, because uh, they were talking that they were going to be doing kind of like, um, if not erotica, but certainly kind of like more adult-themed books and mm-hmm. horror books, which uh, if you know of uh, most publishers, kind of struggle to uh, put horror on their slate um, and fold it into the main um, publishing house. And I was wondering if they were going to have kind of something like a Aftershock After Dark, which is the question I put. And he turned around and said, yeah, I think you may want to copyright that. We'll have a chat afterwards. <laughs> At which point I have been online. I have checked that the Twitter handles are available. I may just buy I may just sign it up anyway. Uh, but um, it's curious to see how they're going to run that uh, into the main uh, call. But Aftershock Comics is something that you may want to keep an eye on. Uh, the other people that were showing up at ICE um, were um, uh, Robbie Morrison was on hand. Um, Dave Gibbons was doing a uh, panel um, and also talking about his work um, throughout his, his illustrious career. Um, Charlie Adlard was on hand as well, um, although I'm not too sure if he was sketching or not because when that man gets a pen in his hand, he can really throw out some uh, incredible work as any Charlie Adlard fans knows. Um, I got to meet Jordi Belair uh, for the first time, who is a colorist, um, does a lot of work um, with uh, Declan Shavley. I'm a big fan, and um, she is an American that now lives in Ireland, and she's got a sense of humor to match. Um, I'm a fan, and uh, <laughs> no, it, I was very much charmed by uh, Jordi Belair. Um, very, very fun. And the, I think the highlight as well for me was um, Ian Churchill, who is a writer, uh, sorry, an artist that has done work. A great book called Mir- uh, Marine Man, if you want to check that out, uh, which is a self uh, creator own book. And he also did um, a, a book called Revenger with Jonathan Ross, um, which has gone into its second volume. Very popular book bit violent, but excellent, excellent work. And I approached Ian at the uh, London Super Comic Con um, last year to do the artwork for the UK attendees group. And that was the Gandalf piece that I think I've shown on uh, this uh, the Hangout before. We had the T-shirts, we all went out and we all wore them, but I got him a T-shirt as well. And I took it along and presented it to him. And he was over the moon to see his artwork on this, on this, on this T-shirt. So on a personal level, that was just a, a very big highlight. I will say for ICE, it's something that I will be going back to again because it's very much a case of you have to know it's there. There's no passing trade, which means it's hardcore fans. Um, there wasn't much footfall or as much footfall as I was expecting on the for a Saturday. But that's because everyone who was there were there to see specific people or to really get into new talent. So it was very, it was a very intense con. Um, but, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, going to the International Comics Expo next year. It was a, a, a well-organized event, and I've also put a feeler out to the uh, uh, the guy that runs the the event. I'm hopefully going to get him on a future hangout to talk about what it takes to put on a small con or a con which I mean it's a internationally regarded as uh, the International right. Comics Expo so hopefully we'll get um, Shane on uh, to talk about ICE it, it would be 
fascinating to, to speak with somebody who actually is in the trenches and has to go out there and get the advertising and pull the talent in and, you know, the nuts and bolts so that, because we've all had dreams of starting our own convention and, you know, having to take off and all of that, but what actually goes into that would be fascinating. It sounds, um, ICE sounds a lot like, kind of like SENYC in terms of the uh, talent and, and just pure comics. Yeah. Um, take out the NYCC ticket sale aspect of it. <laughs> but Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd very much recommend it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what we're going to do is talk about um, the panel lineup for uh, NYCC in a second, but first we'll go to the Q&A. Thank you very much to everybody who's watching. Uh, let's uh, have a quick look at see what people are talking about uh, at the moment. Um, a lot of people talking about Force Friday and what they picked up. Uh, Corgi Commander asking, did any of you attend Force Friday? And if so, what did you score? <laughs> now, I am actually going to go to Michael on this one because I did see a tweet uh, from, oh yeah, I'm at the front of the line in New York, um, right at the front. And there in the picture, right at the front, wearing a Batman versus Superman t-shirt, dude. <laughs> at Force Friday? Really? Yes. I, uh, yeah, so I, uh, did participate in Force Friday. I live in New York, so I went to Times Square, New York, uh, the Toys R Us in Times Square, which is, you know, one of the biggest Times Squares, and they had some events. Uh, actually, the Disney Store, a block up, also had events, and I was debating which one to go into. Uh, but I met, met another friend of mine, uh, Anand, who may be joining you in a few weeks, and we went to uh, the all-day events in the Toys R Us Times Square, and it was fun. Uh, I started, they had they had all-day events. I worked that day, so I, I only got there about five-ish, just in time for the little uh, build and take. So if you went, they oh. let you build a little, uh, a mini uh, TIE fighter. I don't know if you could see it. So you built it. And you got to take it with you, kind of similar to the one that they had at a celebration. Um, then, basically, it was just uh, hanging out until uh, midnight. Uh, at 9 o'clock, they started to give out the little freebies, which included, at Toys R Us, included a little brick that has the First Order Stormtrooper. I don't know if you could, if my... Yeah, if, we can see that. Yep, and on the back it just says Toys R Us September 4th, which is a kind of a nice little, you know, memento. Nice little memento, yeah. Yeah, um, they also had little posters and a little uh, character flashlight that has uh, that's like shaped like Chewbacca, and it's just like a little flashlight. So they were giving out a lot of things. Uh, actually, one surprising thing for me was because we got there early, around. 10, 10.30, one of the star, one of the Toys for Us employees comes out and he's like, do you want this wristband? And we're like, well, what does, what's the wristband for? He's like, I can't tell you, but you know, you may <laughs> want the wristband. Yeah, right. So I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, he's like, you won't get to buy early, but do you want the wristband? All right, fine, I'll take the wristband. <laughs> so what happened is at 11 o'clock, they ushered about 50 us 50 of us in inside the store itself, and they had um, a small panel with um, and I'm going to butcher their name, so give me one second. Uh, the the owner and president of uh, Rancho Obi Wan. I'm drawing a blank, but I could get the name in a second. Hold on. Uh, blah blah blah. What's his name? 
Steve Sansweet, Sansweet and Jeff oh. Carlisle, they had a small little uh, panel with those two guys. I'm just going to so, say, Steve, Steve Sansweet isn't, I mean, you'd say he runs run, uh, uh, a rancher, the rancher. He basically is kind of like, he's Star Wars uber fan. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. The He's the yeah. guy that kind of like was buying the toys and all of the everything uh, before mm-hmm. they even and he kind of like got hired by Lucasfilm to yes. kind of like collate their own kind of museum as it were. Oh, he's he's a big deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Excellent. that's fantastic. So it was like a small little thirty-minute panel with him and Jeff Carlisle, who uh, you know does a lot of Star Wars art. And basically, they then ushered us to the very front of. Um, like a little line where we were like the first 20 people in the store waiting for the roped off area to be dropped down and we could purchase. I mean, no one else was in the store to buy. So there was no rushing, no nothing. Um, and, uh, I shared it, but if maybe Alyssa could find it on, uh, maybe I'll try to share it afterwards. Uh, there were four stormtroopers guarding the little area and, it, <laughs> and, and about two minutes to midnight, they started to dance and twerk, which I... Of course I, they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to picture that, but then again, I'm still trying to picture John Barrowman in a TARDIS dress. So I've got all sorts of mental images going in my head. So, um, I'll, okay. share that, I'll share that in a moment. I just shared your review on High Def Ninja. For- yeah. Yes, that at the bottom of that video has the at the bottom of the, that article is the video of the twerking uh <laughs> This was not a phrase I expected to hear at any point in this hangout. So thank you very much indeed. Okay, so I know that you're very big into your your collecting and your toys. What did you get? What did, what what did you, I get? What were you what were you aiming for and what did you get? When I started online, my only goal was to get the Lego Poe Dameron X-Wing fighter. That was that was pretty much it. I really wanted to go to the the midnight in Times Square just for the experience. I'm not a big Star Wars toys collectible, but I do like my Lego Star Wars stuff. So that was my number one item to get. Um, online, I actually ended up talking to surprisingly one of the editors or j- writers for StarWars.com who was there, who nice. was talking to some me about some stuff and kind of convinced me to get the uh, po- the Ray Speeder Lego also. And I will say, at 5 p.m., I didn't even know this thing existed. But by 11.30, it was on my buy list, the Sphero BB-8. Um, and I... You know what? I, I... When, it, when it comes to people selling you stuff, you're quite an easy mark, aren't you? All, you've, <laughs> all you have to do is... Just, it, it, if you do find Michael and you want to sell him stuff, just say, you want this, don't you? And he will just go, <laughs> yes. It wouldn't just be you, but it's like the 50 or other people. Listen, when Steve Stansweet says, I'm, that's the one thing I'm buying tonight, then you say, okay, then yeah, I'll buy that tonight too. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, makes sense. My, my only issue is I've now discovered that my cell phone doesn't have the right uh, app for the BB-8, so now I may have to now buy a new cell phone just to play with it. It's yes. mandatory, Mike. You gotta yeah. do it. You, you, no just heard, you, you just heard right. Michael is up for buying a new phone to make sure that he can control his Sphero BB-8. That's, that's dedication for you. I, I, I like that. The Alyssa, um, just, I, Alyssa just said, buy a cell phone. Now I'll go out and I'll buy one. She didn't have to buy 
<laughs> See, we told you. Oh man, it sounded it sounded like you had such a blaster. It, it was it was worth it. I mean, I originally I wasn't even sure I was going to do it. it. Some things worked out. My office had like a half day the next day because of the holiday. So I'm glad I was able to go through the whole day and experience it. It, it was worth it. Excellent. Um, I had a slightly different experience, but we'll go to Mark first because you went to – now, did you go the day after? Did you go to Forbidden Planet for the day after? Yeah, I just went into London yesterday, really. Um, I What I was looking for um, was the Poe Dameron figure. Uh, that was the one thing that I kind of wanted on the Friday. And then, obviously, when they released all the pictures, the 3.75 didn't particularly look like him. And I didn't want the 20-inch size either. That's a little bit too big. Um, so I was looking online, and there was a few pictures, not many, like three or four. That's all you can see of a Poe Dameron Black Series 7-inch figure. And I'm like, hey, that's the one I want. You can't get that anywhere. You cannot get that. I don't know if it's been... Well, it's been released somewhere because there's some on eBay, but people who I've spoken to on Twitter and also on Friends of CC Forum have all said we've not seen this in the shops at all. So I don't know where this figure is. I I don't know if it's been made up and somebody's just put it in a box to tease us. I don't know. But that was what I was looking for. Um, and then, yeah, so I went yeah, to Forbidden Planet. I've seen it. Yeah. 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 Um, very quickly, no, just to rub it in, um, very quickly with my experience, I went to the Toys R Us in Leeds at the White Rose Shopping Centre. Here in the UK, we have not been celebrating Force Friday if you're outside of, I don't know, London or Glasgow or whatever. But the Disney stores um, had their fair share, and yes, the Poe Dameron was in there. Sorry, sir. If you'd have told me, I'd have picked you one up, but... Uh, How convenient it is now, isn't it? Oh, I saw it. I didn't get it. What a shame. I told you today on Sunday and yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I went yesterday to Forbidden Planet just to sort of have a look really and see what there was. I was talking to one of the staff members and I said to her, you know, did you open midnight? Yes, they opened midnight. They had about 40 people there in the queue um, who bought. She said, you know, they bought a, a reasonable amount and they have... Um, quite a large wall, probably about 20 feet long, that was full of stuff on Thursday night. And she said most of it had gone by Friday afternoon. And then when I was in there on Saturday, probably around 2 p.m., all that was left was a few Micro Machine box sets. That was it. Um, everything else had gone. So it seemed to do well, but obviously not as well as I think it did. But they were also saying that round the corner at another um, shop, the cinema store, they were having a sign-in as well, so they sort of lost a bit of trade to that. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I did see the pictures of, um, now, was it the Toys R Us, or it was certainly the, the oh, store yeah. in London, because you had um, uh, both uh, Poe Dameron, uh, not Poe Dameron, uh, you had Finn and you had Ray, you had John Bader, uh, I, no, I can, I can never pronounce his surname, is it John Bo... How do you, how is it? Bo- no, no, I'm letting you do it. I'm, let, I'm just going to see how embarrassing this is. <laughs> no, okay. John Boyega. <laughs> That's Yay! it. Yeah, got it. I'm going to say for some reason, anyway. Uh, so, John Boyega, and also um, the woman who's playing um, Ray, whose name escapes me for a second. I can't even pronounce her name because I can't Daisy. even remember it off the top of it. Daisy Ridley. 
There you go. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, came, don't ask me where that came from. Anyway, uh, no, they were there and they were they were having a blast from the uh, the periscopes they were putting up and the Instagrams. They were looking like they were having a great time. So no, in London certainly there were some stores that were really getting into it. But um, I went to the uh, White Rose Shopping Centre about two hours before the doors opened at half past eight in the morning, expecting at ten, fifteen, twenty people to be in the queue. I was there with three others. Uh, and that was at half past eight in the morning, and they they had the full range in. Now I went along just to kind of get an idea of uh, what was on the shelves and uh, see what was going on, and to take some pictures, talk to some people. At which point I did see the Sphero BB-8, and they had eight of them in, and something something snapped, something just <laughs> just snapped inside of me. And yes, I bought the Sphero BB-8, and I also picked up um, about yeah four, um, four Funkos as well. I picked up the uh, Finn, the Ray, the um, Kylo Ren, and also the Stormtrooper First Force, uh, um, uh, the Stormtrooper uh, First Order Stormtrooper. So that was, and that pretty much cleaned out my bank account. So I walked away, and that was what I laid my hands on. Uh, Janine Lucaro is saying she managed to get the $150 BB-8 on Force Friday and picked, today picked up the $80 uh, Target BB-8. You're going to have to tell me what that one's like because I've been told it's a little bit um, minimal in what it does. Um, but no, she's just not... bought it and now all of a sudden you're saying, eh, not sure. No, 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 <laughs> I'm just, no, this is the £80 Target version. I'm curious to See well, the, uh, I'm I'm going to be posting a comparison between the two, which someone a friend of ours has done, and also picked up the Le- Lego Millennium Falcon. Oh, nice. Uh, there didn't really seem a lot of stock considering the hype the stores did. Uh, thank you very much indeed for getting in contact with us on that one, uh, Janine. Uh, well, let's see what else we've got um, further down. Uh, Mike's review of Force Friday. We are going to put in the comments at. In the YouTube uh, and also on the Google Plus as well. So uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of bits and pieces in there. Uh, other comments that have uh, come through as well. Um, this is from Craig Linders. Thank you very much indeed for getting in contact with us, Craig. Uh, my wife is laboring for Labor Day, and she said uh, you freak her out every time she watches uh, you periscope from your car. Sorry about that. What can you do? Um, I do apologise. Uh, did you go to Force Friday, um, Alyssa? Did you pick anything up? I did not, and I did not. Um, I didn't even shop online. I are you, successfully. Are you, not, are you not a Star Wars aficionado? I am. Well, I like Star Wars. I'm not going to say I don't. Um, but I have been successfully weeding myself off of toys, and okay. I'm trying to wean myself off of exclusives too, and trying to save uh, save money for New York Con. I've got. Uh, as Mike said, C2E2 coming up, and uh, then there's the desperate need for a new computer come Black Friday. You mad and crazy fool. Um, you, why, why aren't you just um, making yourself incredibly skin like the rest of us? That's just... <laughs> um, this, is what you're, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to then, and then panic two months before an event. Okay, can I, I, can I, I bring... <laughs> this is my new. This was my purchase this week. Was a new watch because I lost my old one, <laughs> so that that was that was where my my hundred and some odd dollars went this week. Also, um, we, uh, oh, Michael. 
No, I was going to say I had deemed yesterday sad Saturday. That's the day when you look at your credit card bill after Force Friday. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, for us here in the UK, it's Monday morning, and you just saw like, the, the cold glare of a Monday regret kicks in. <laughs> Except I won't, because I'll be playing with BB-8 on the floor. Yes. And tormenting the cat. Because that's what... <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. The, the two things that you think of is... Number one, the technology in this thing is just astounding. You are basically getting a small version of that big thing that they are using in the film. This is amazing. That's the first thing you think. And then number two, where's the cat? Let's do this. And you, you chase the cat around with BBA. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, Craig Linders is saying also, um, Alyssa, tell us about what looks like new art behind you. Uh, can't quite make out what it is. It, this, it, it is... Um Batman Year One. Uh, Mike can help me. This is a Jacques, right? Yeah, it's a Jacques. Yeah, uh, can help me with that. And I'm trying to get it so that the glare goes off. I came out uh, maybe about I don't know nine nine ten months ago, and I just I got it framed recently, and I'm trying to figure out where to put it. That's my biggest problem: is what square. 24 by 36 spot can I convince people that it needs new art on? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. And I'm also liking the Watcher as well over uh, over Uh, your shoulder as well. That's very pretty. Yeah, the classic. It's uh, from a Hulk. That was was just a no-brainer. Had to get that, whatever the cost. (laughs) I'm looking at uh, an Alexei Malov piece. Uh, He did a Daredevil piece um, for, I believe, uh, the Fan Expo in Canada, which is happening this weekend, too. Uh, really gorgeous. I'll, I'll put the link up on the, on the, um, the Q&A when I, in a moment, but I'm hoping to get one of those if I can afford it. Speaking of going broke <laughs> for New York Con, that's, that may be my big purchase there, but it's an amazing uh, Daredevil, real black, real dark. <clears throat> um, oh, yes? Before you move away a little bit too far from Force Friday, there was one other thing I wanted to uh, talk about was, because you didn't bring it up, is actually the Disney stores had some nice stuff too. Um, okay. The Disney stores have these actual die-cast figures, which I hear are really nice and are produced to scale so within their you know size they're all different you know like not every guy is going to be the same height but they're produced you know to the actor's height and they're all die cast metal figures within i think like 15 to 25 dollar range which i've seen one or two of them i saw the um the finn figure they had sold out very quickly but that's something that if you're collecting and you weren't sure you know what else is out there check out a disney store they're really kind of nice and I, I, I enjoyed going to the Disney store uh, to pick up my bits and pieces. I was impressed by how much they put up on the uh, on the shelves. And yes, the, the Disney stuff was very very cool. And and to Alyssa, who who doesn't want to collect Star Wars, what about when Mondo has their Force Awakens? Oh, I'm there. I, I'll, I'll be. I'll totally be there. There's there's no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't. It's the art. The art up on the walls. I've got. I've got. Probably a half dozen spaces that I can fit more in, unbeknownst to <laughs> unbeknownst to the family. <laughs> okay. They don't watch this. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would also very quick. Well, we'll be quickly talking about art. Um, I'd also like to thank uh, thank somebody uh, who sent me a piece um, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Drew Struzan and obviously the artwork that he did for uh, Star Wars Celebration. Um, he did the uh, the poster, which um, obviously we may be seeing a bigger version of uh, when the actual film comes out. Um, but we were talking about Drew Struzan, talking about my love for the guy's work, and uh, Kerry. Um, Alaska Rainbow on Twitter, um, who I know from San Diego Comic-Con, um, sent me a uh, piece of work that was part of the DreamWorks panel uh, for How to Train Your Dragon tr- uh, 2. Um, Drew was on the panel, and he'd done a quite large uh, print uh, for How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is just absolutely gorgeous. And she sent it to me, pretty much out of the blue. Um, uh, Kerry... Thank you very much indeed. I am so touched by your generosity on that. It is a stunning and it is going to take pride of place on a wall. It's thank you very much indeed. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Um, right. Uh, let's see what else we can talk about. Um, well, very quickly, we'll talk about um, next week and indeed the next couple of weeks of what's coming up because um, we're going to do a little bit of a chat about um, something which is not con related uh, as such. Um, uh, in a second, but uh, just to very quickly talk about the Hangouts, um, we are going to be um, talking to some very interesting special guests in the next couple of weeks. Um, next week, uh, we're going to be looking at Granite State Comic Con, and like Alyssa says, this is going to be the one regarding um, uh, comics grading and also collecting. We have Brittany McManus from CGC who's going to be joining us. Really looking forward to that. And Okay, so help me out with the, uh, the pronunciation of his surname. Is it um, Anant Chinsel? I think that. I don't right. know. I think that's. But right. Anant, that's that's the the big one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're really looking for. That's the one where I'm going to be shutting up and Alyssa's going to be hosting the show. <laughs> um, Warren Penner is going to be joining us as well. It's going to be very much about collecting comics. It's something I'm interested in as well because I've just gotten back into my collecting and my comics over the last sort of twelve months or so. So very interested to see what it takes to actually um, get a collection up and running and get it collected and graded right. Uh, on the 20th of September, we're going to be talking to Flicks in the City. Hopefully, we'll be having uh, Mark Serby back for that one as well. Good friends with uh, those two. And then we start our New York Comic Con stuff. On the 27th of September, we're going to be uh, talking to Mike Armstrong from New York Comic Con. Very much looking forward to that uh, conversation. The week after, on the 4th of October, is going to be with Cameron Duell. Uh, from Funko, who's going to be talking about what uh, is leading up to uh, NYCC. And then on the 4th, it is... I mean, we're talking, what? One, two, three, four... Four weeks, guys! So, this is yeah. why I wanted to talk about the panels! Let's do that then. <laughs> although so, they, although no, they haven't it. really been announced yet. You know, I mean, some of them have been announced... Um, but not the big ones. I, I mean, is that your sense too, Mike? That the big um, panels? I'm seeing some decent middle-sized panels, but nothing extremely large yet. Not, not, some... not the Daredevils, and not the uh, the George Clooney panel, you know, that was last year. Nor the um, there's the the Firefly panel on Saturday, which looks, yes. you um, know, which. I will say the main stage panel room is looking very sparse. They 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 basically released the panels, the, what they have available to the public this week, 
And there's some good stuff in there, but if you look, you could sort by the main stage room, and there's a lot of free space. So we're expecting, so I'm still expecting some really good stuff to come out. Um, some things that I've noticed, I like the Firefly. There's going to be a Firefly reunion panel. Um, so far they have Nathan Fillion, uh, Gina Rodriguez, and uh, I want to say someone else, but I can't remember. Um, uh, Mal, I thought it was Mal, um, uh, uh, Kaylee, and... Um, yes, Kaylee, Jules Staith, yes. And, um, uh, oh, Gina. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that actually intrigues me is that um, on Friday on the Empire stage they have Con Con Man with Alan Tudyuk and Nathan Fillion. So Alan Tudyuk is supposedly at New York Comic Con too, but he's not yet listed on the Firefly reunion. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. thinking he might still get added in. You know. Well, it's it seemed really fairly weak. And the other thing about that con panel is that um, con man panel is that it's opposite the uh, Walking Dead. Yes, I, I know. The like like San Diego, they're they're starting to make you choose. I think, and I think that this is a plan on their part, unless it's true that Alan can't be there on Saturday for other previous commitments, so he couldn't book the panel in on Saturday, late Saturday afternoon. Maybe. I, I can yeah, imagine the, oh, as well that if, if Conman has been um, scheduled, um, that's going to be his priority. At the end of the day, he's the chief creative for that program, of uh, that uh, web series. He's the guy that set it all up, that's his baby. Um, Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when you put something together yourself, that's the one that takes precedence. What worries me the most is the empty Friday spot on the main stage right now. What's going to go, what's going on the main stage running up against The Walking Dead. That's what's going to be interesting. I want to know what's there. To my mind, there was uh, there was three or four smaller panels that really intrigued me, um, and it seems like the caliber of medium level panels, which is what got released, uh, has has cranked up a notch. There's one of the panels has got a, a bunch of astronauts telling real life stories about the space station. And to my mind, we wouldn't have gotten those kinds of story, that kind of a panel last year or the year before. Sure. Um, it, it seems like that there's a few other panels that are of much better quality um, than I saw before. Was that your general sense, Mike? Yeah, I, I also noticed, um, like last year, they worked with Disney. This year, I think they're working with Cinemax a little bit more because they they did mm-hmm. bring out three three new shows from Cinemax, or not three new shows, but they're bringing three shows from Cinemax. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing Banshee, which is going to have Eliza Dushku in it, um, which I'll get back to that point in a few minutes. Um, that looks pretty good. Uh, they have the new Outcast show, which is going to be produced by Robert Kirkman, and that looks pretty good. And I think yeah. there was. One more show, but now I'll have to find it. I, I'm on their website, and it's. I know, I know that they're um, the, one of the big headliners as well is the Game of Thrones uh, lineup yeah. as well, which uh, yeah. with uh, Natalie Dormer that's been. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Natalie uh, Dormer uh, and uh, the guy who plays uh, Sir Lawrence or uh, Lawrence. 
Uh, I forget his name. <laughs> now, sorry. Um, that this looks good. This is where Mark is supposed to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> as, the, yes. as the reference of uh, our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Finn not. Jones and Keisha Castle-Hughes. I have the panel listing up. Um, it, it, when we talk about these panels, if you can also mention the days that are on as well. so people. Oh, yes, that's, that's Thursday. Actually, and to get to Thursday, the Thursday on the Empire stage is actually something that you could almost see spending a large portion of your day in. Um, they have AMC's Comic Book Men starting at noon, which will have Kevin Smith, which I actually almost want to do because I feel sorry for abandoning him, abandoning him <laughs> at San Diego. So like, kind of like my mea culpa, I'll go in and I'll be like front row and be like, I'm here, I like you, you know, you're not, you know, nothing. I do, you know, it's just Star Wars. Um and then they have Star Wars Rebels, which actually, an interesting thing I saw that I think Riot Girl on the Friends of CCI posted, and she caught that, is um, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar must have a new part on Star Wars Rebels, and she let a hint out that she may actually be at New York Comic Con and at that Star Wars panel. Um, and that, to me, would be a pretty big get for them. Uh, you know, and especially if, if Elijah Dushku's there and you have a lot of, you know, Buffy fans and a little bit of a, maybe a photo op opportunity, I don't know, you know, that, that could do very well for the, the Buffy fans. And, and for it, the, and for the Bring It On fans as well, let's not forget. Yes. We're all fans of that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're kind of, um, showcasing your own, um, fandoms there. Um, uh, it, it's a good film. Thank you very much. I don't know what you mean. I watched it for the first time on Tuesday last week. It, uh-huh. was, a fil- it was a film. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, I'm going through, actually, and I'm spotting a couple of panels that I'd really like to uh, head to, but I would have been absolutely stuck for this one because uh, uh, the this is on Saturday at uh, 11.30. You've got the Firefly reunion, which, as somebody who went to the... Um, anniversary panel, the 10th anniversary at Comic-Con two, three years back. It doesn't matter who's going to be on stage. That is always a fun uh, panel to go to. But um, at 11.15 uh, in room 1A10, uh, you have all new, all different Marvel. And frankly, I'm finding any panels uh, to do with what the comics industry, especially the big two, are planning to do. Because at the end of the day, they are, they've done it. They've last couple of years they've rolled the dice and it hasn't quite landed and they have to do something because um, a lot of medias, film, television are depending on these core businesses to work and if all new, all different Marvel is definitely something that's very risky that Marvel are going to be doing. Any of the smaller panels that are kind of jumping out at you two? Um, I have to go through it a little more closely because I knew it was just going to be like a basic, basic panel listing, so I kind of skimmed it over, looked at some of the bigger stuff, but nothing smaller yet. An interesting thing to me to note, actually not even with the smaller panels, is that uh, it seems that New York Comic Con is now working with the Hammerstein Ballroom to have some panels outside of New York Comic Con, so they're kind of doing almost like the campus, in a sense, with, you know, where you have panels in the Indigo Ballroom, and you have panels here that aren't even in you know, the 
on in you know the convention center. So on Saturday they have what is it? Boruto the the Naruto movie uh, at the Hammerstein. That's on Saturday. I think they're also going to have stuff Friday and maybe Sunday. I, I'm not sure exactly which days, but it's just interesting to see that they've now partnered outside of the convention center. But for not just for New York Super Week, but for New York Comic Con itself, like in order to get there, you have to have your New York Comic Con badge. That's interesting. Now it is because it's it's like you say they're expanding beyond the actual convention center themselves, and when you do that, then you might actually be able to um, I don't know turn around and say that you're the biggest convention going. Uh, that <laughs> might be. I am gonna I am gonna get so much trouble for that. Yes, you will. We've invited Mike on. What the hell am I doing? Um, oh man. Okay. I, I'm I'm tired. Okay. That was that's my excuse. Um, excellent. Uh, thank you very much indeed for uh, for that. Um, like I say, anything else on New York Comic Con at, at the moment? So we're just yes. kind of waiting for the spots to kind of fill up. There's there's one that that caught my eye, and it's. I, on Friday at around uh, 2 o'clock, Iron Man and the Avengers. Um, Iron Man takes flight into a new era of Marvel Comics. Uh, exciting announcements. Uh, 411 on a whole slew of new titles. That that kind of interested me. Um, Marguerite Bennett, uh, Nick Spencer. Isn't Marguerite Bennett on the Marvel CC um, Marvel uh, comic, com- what do they call it? What is that, Marvel CC? Mm, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, the creative committee. Yes, the disbanded. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering how that, because there's also, they're also talking about Ant-Man. And so are, is this going to be exclusively the comic, comics, or are they going to talk about any of the, the movie uh, since there, since the movie division has obviously split off. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that in a second. That's yeah. Well, I thought it was a good segue into. Thank you very much indeed. Indeed, yeah. Thanks for that. Excellent. Um, I think they have some decent ABC panels. Uh, I think they have the Shadow Hunters, which is based off of a book series, Mortal Instruments, and then they have Pretty Little Liars, which is interesting. But um, actually, outside of the convention, outside of just the convention, this week, uh, if anyone's going, I'll be going to the uh, Defend Beer Party at the Brooklyn Brewery. So if you're there, you'll see me. New York Comic Con hosts usually three events uh, leading up to the show, and one is at a brewery where you get to have beer, and it's free. <laughs> there... There is one very interesting panel, and I wish that I could um, read the 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 bit about it. Um, it does. It's talking about the industry of conventions and um, of comics and conventions. And I'm gonna, I'll post a link for it. I'm going to continue to look for it and post a link for it. But that's one that I'm particularly interested in going to. If you're at all forward thinking. And have a, I hesitate to say a stake in the industry, but are interested in where the industry may be going. Um, I think that's a benefit uh, to go to. Uh, get with me, PME, and I'll 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 send out that link to you. And I'm going to post it in the 
the how-to. That's the one that I must go to. Excellent. I, I, I already do have one other must go to. Go on. Sunday Sunday afternoon, the talkback panel. Oh, absolutely, of course. Yeah, of they, course. They, they they put that <laughs> up there, and I I think I'll I will be front and center. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's mandatory. It's just like the the Comic Con, the one. The interesting the difference between the New York panel. Uh, and the, the San Diego panel is that the San Diego panel, you line up, so you've got to stand there for the queue. Um, the comic, the New York one, you raise your hand. Um, so it's a little, I hesitate to say a little less democratic, um, but it's a, it's a little, it's different than, than doing the, the full on queue. Um, and I, I don't know which one I like better because one you get to sit and the other one you don't. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, I, I'm very curious about the, the panel you're talking about, the industry of cons, because I think it very much ties in to the panel mm-hmm. we did at Comic-Con in, in that it's very much about what is effectively the, the rise of con culture. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's interesting to me. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. I had tried to bookmark all of my panels. However, the app and and computer are not talking very well yet. <laughs> I'm sure they will talk better later. <laughs> and I did not want to resort to old school. So, <laughs> right. We're at, uh, well, I mean, like I say, in about two weeks' time, we are really going to start ramping up our coverage of uh, NYCC and uh, lots of things that are going to be, we are, like I say, going to be talking to um, Mike Armstrong, uh, who is uh, from Pop about NYCC, and then we're going to be talking to Cameron Duell. We'll hopefully try and get a couple more extra guests in as well to talk about what is going to be happening in New York. Looking forward to it. Right, we're at an hour, uh, which kind of, we we filled an hour, which is great. Uh, but this is where I do kind of ask, do we want to talk about this subject that was kind of on the docket and we have kind of touched on as well? This was just to discuss about the uh, impact of um, the separation of Marvel Studios uh, from uh, Marvel Entertainment and directly underneath the Disney uh, umbrella. Um, shall we go for a show of hands? Do we, st- do we want to talk about this particular topic? I'm interested in it. Um, so. I, know that, I, I know that you were kind of, um, you're not too sure about the mechanics of what's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. What, what about yourself, Mark? I mean, have you been following this story? I mean, I saw something in the press earlier this week, but until, you know, you've got to give it 12, 18 months before you really see what's actually happened with the split. So I, I don't think you're going to see much now. This is the thing. Um, and obviously well, with Marvel not having any films out at the moment, it could be different. That's the thing, you see. Uh, because um, the reason why I I certainly am of interest in this story, because um, while the, the, that decision was made, um, uh, or it was announced this week, that uh, Kevin Feige would be um, directly reporting to... Um, Disney uh, as kind of like a separate entity uh, in itself, separate from Marvel Entertainment. 
the main effect has been about the um, dissolution of the Marvel Creative Committee, which is what um, Alyssa was referring to. Mm-hmm. Now, this was uh, most re- recently consisting of uh, President Al Fine, um, publisher Dan Buckley, uh, Chief Creative Officer Joe Casada, and writer Brian Bendis, um, all supported by um, the Marvel CEO Isaac Perlmutter. Now, these guys were designed, or the committee was designed, to provide a conduit between the core Marvel industry, um, their comics, uh, their characters, and provide notes to Marvel Studios to allow them a continuity and a flow between the two media types. However, the complaint that uh, Kevin Feige put forward was that uh, a number of the notes were very pedantic, that they were showing up late when they really wanted to carry on forward with the production of the films. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, this um, actually happened, this split actually happened um, quite some time ago. That dissolution of that committee happened months ago. So it all kind of affected what we've seen this summer in terms of um, Tron and also Ant-Man. And it's very interesting, there was a, a post on Bleeding Cool which did uh, talk about um, whether these notes were actually kind of um, beneficial um, and whether Kevin Feige has just kind of used um, what they consider the failure of I'm, as of uh, Avengers Age of Ultron to kind of wrest control of Marvel Studios. Um, let me put this to you um, and uh, as part of the, uh, the bleeding cool uh, statement. After talking to Disney sources and relying on public, some public knowledge, for better or worse, these are the films that the um, creative um, uh, creative co- committee most influenced. Iron Man, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America the First Avenger, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War. Indeed, from that original Iron Man film, comic creators were brought in by the MCC to work on the film. Bendis wrote that first post-credit scene with Samuel Jackson as Mick Fury. Uh, the films that the um, committee had the least or no influence on was Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, and Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, also, it's somewhere in the middle was Hulk, Ant-Man, and the Thors. And I do quite like the way that he's... Uh, um, this is Rich Johnson has put, uh, what conclusions you may draw from that are your own. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> were the committee actually a good thing to run for Marvel? Uh, what do you think, Mark? Uh, well, the, with, I mean, with, the, with, with those titles put in front of you. Well, it's a mixed bag. Um, the titles that you've told me there, some of them are very good. Some of them are very poor. Um, I've got no, uh, you know, no qualms in saying which ones either. Um, it, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird that they would do Iron Man, but not Iron Man two and three. But they would do all of Captain America. Um, I don't know. I, you know, the problem is it's a studio, and you're gonna get infl- uh, interference from every single level. It's you know, you can't get away from it. That's the whole point. So. Another level of interference, well, you know, that's that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, regardless of Kevin Feige not having to report to these people now, he's still got to report to somebody at Disney and, the, you know, the House of Mouse. They don't like things done differently. They like it very squeaky clean. So <laughs> I, I don't see much difference, really. I mean, it's... Meh. 
it doesn't particularly bother me that much, you know, it's what's on screen. That's yeah, what bothers me. I appreciate that. I mean, I think the um, certainly the, the conversation that's been taking part this week is the whole business of uh, the interference and also um, Isaac Perlmutter's uh, contribution, or Ike. Um, I, 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 I see where you're going in terms of what the actual end result will be in terms of who reports to who. Um, I'm... To be honest, uh, I find it interesting that it first started. This story first started as a kind of um, first salvo of a, a PR kind of civil war itself within Marvel that mm-hmm. put Kevin Feige in the kind of I've been so hard done by. I wanted to make these films, but they were holding me back. That's kind of been the pitch of the uh, the statements. Next thing you know, there's been all sorts of backwards and forwards over the, this last week and certainly I think um, Ike Perlmutter has not been too appreciative of the fact that he's been painted in the role of the bad guy um, so there's been lots of uh, reply uh, emails and uh, stories saying that no like leading calls say we actually served a purpose it's got to be said however from my perspective whatever anyone says it's going to take a lot to convince me that Ike Perlmutter has not been the baddie in this entire scenario, if anything, because of the emails that came out of the Sony debacle stating that Ike himself did not believe or does not believe that female-led films will make any money whatsoever. And he is also the prime reason why you never saw any Black Widow toys on the shelf. It was all about the boys. (laughs) So, Perlmutter is with um, the... Is with the the film. He's now in charge of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, MCA. no, 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 no. no. But he's, okay, he's he's with Marvel Entertainment. He's with Marvel Entertainment. Um, okay. It was basically, Mar- it was um, Paul Mutter at the top with Marvel Entertainment, and then Kevin Feige reporting to to Ike. Okay, um, so, so then, Feige. But then then you had President Alan Fine right at the very top, and you had Ben Kazada and Bendis kind of all uh, throwing Here's in there. The thing. I mean, I totally agree with you about the whole Black Widow and the toys and and all of that sort of stuff. But the the core central issue of of all of the films that you listed and what made them so great was the story. And I don't think that the House of Mouse and um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can get that same level of writing innovation that the comic creators can do. And by dismantling all of the, the MCC people, I don't see how we're going to get the cutting-edge movies that we had before. I, I, think, I, I, think, I think the comics guys do bring a sense of story. I think they, they mm-hmm. I totally agree that. But um, it's then when you have a guy that is not wanting to tell a certain bunch of stories, that's where I have some issues, because we're still waiting on a proper female-led um, uh, superhero movie. And considering that, mm-hmm. we have a, a guy that then refers to Catwoman and refers to um, a, whole, a, a bunch of other films as well and saying, no, they failed. Uh, I was right, you were wrong, we shouldn't do this and that. Um, I think where, I mean, a, a number of people may be watching this and wondering why we're talking about it. For me, it's more a case of these companies have now invested in superhero movies and the superhero 
uh, genre up to 2020 and beyond. In other words, if we have a fracture, if it all starts falling apart now, there's a whole businesses which are relying on these characters and this this structure. So they're going to play it safe. So if we hand it over to the House of Mouse, they're going to play it safe, and we're not going to get the Captain America 2, which was, I mean, in, in Edward, Edward Snowden and all of that sort of stuff, we aren't going to get that kind of edgy um, uh, dramas that we had before. It's all going to be um, whitewashed. And Iron Man 3, that's what I'm scared of, because I'll stop... I mean, yeah, I'm not a big movie fan. I'm, I don't go to a lot of movies. I love them dearly, but I don't go to a lot of them. But I'll stop stop going to movies if it's going to be Iron Man 3 repeatedly. I mean, we don't need that. I liked Iron Man 3. <laughs> and, and Mark is laughing at me. I don't, <laughs> that was the epitome, to my mind, of bad superhero movies. Uh, Alyssa, the reason why... Yeah, not, <laughs> I liked Iron Man 3. No, no, Alyssa is right. And I'll, I'll tell you why she's right. It's because it's not a superhero movie. It is not a superhero movie. It's a Shane Black movie set at Christmas, and there is about 15 minutes of superheroes in it. It's a Shane Black Christmas movie. It's not a superhero movie. So Alyssa is right. Leonard, you are completely wrong. And that's the end of the show. Brilliant. Can we end now, please? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Can I say, at San Diego Comic-Con, um, myself and the Horsepersons of the Nerdpocalypse, part of the Nerd Truth team, uh, we sat there, we got drunk, we watched Iron Man 3, and they just gave me such a kicking. Because, yes, it was all about how bad this film was, and I was having to defend myself for two hours. I've done my defending of Iron Man 3 now. Tony Sla- um, I mean- Compare it to the the theme and message of Captain America 2, which whose name is escaping me at the moment because the bright brain thing. But I mean, it's it's night and day, and there's there's an actual story and a motivation, and in an, you invest in the characters in Captain America 2, and I. So that's what I'm scared of with the dissolution of the MCC, just to bring it all around. Trevor Slattery, I salute you. You will always be my Mandarin for Iron Man. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I think we will wrap it up there with me on the floor, bleeding and suffering. Um, how would you like to give these T-shirts away, um, Alyssa? Oh, you got a randomizer? Oh, we didn't oh. do anything. We didn't yeah, do it. We haven't, we haven't done anything. I think what oh, we'll do is, no, we'll do it over between, we'll, do it over, we'll do a random draw next Sunday. Uh, so what we need now is a question. What, go on then, think of something that we can, uh, we can oh, do. Oh, no, think oh, of a, ha- think of a hash, think of a hashtag. <laughs> I'm awful at this. I am on the spot. Uh, last ship hashtag. Um, are, how about are you immune too? <laughs> I think that's the, and I will actually, um, is it up here? Are it is you, indeed. Yeah. Are okay. you immune to? So there you go. It's up on the screen. All you have to... Well, I, um, this is where we desperately hope that they haven't already got this as a hashtag somewhere and we're just going to hijack it for a week. <laughs> are you... So that's two letters. Are you immune to? Don't even have to... You don't even have to put um, our... Uh, you don't even have to send it to Englishman SDCC. We're going to search for that hashtag 
and we're going to randomly choose two people next week to send that to. Okay? It's worldwide. Just add Iron 3 to the end of it. Are you immune to Iron Man 3? I am oh, no! <laughs> no! No! Leave me alone. Okay. Are you immune? Are you immune to? There you go. That's the that's the hashtag. So if you could um, send that to us, we'll uh, next week do a random draw. Two people will get those t-shirts for free, and we'll mail them out to you. Take Size care. medium. Size medium. So excellent. Thank you very much indeed to my guests once again. Thanks to uh, Michael. Thanks for coming along, sir. Good to ha- good to be here. Uh, looking forward to the upcoming uh, hangouts. It's going to be fun, isn't it? Um, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at FOCC, at High Def Ninja, and on Twitter. My handle is the same at all three. It's M-L-L-N-Y. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Michael. Mark, as always, thank you so much for jumping in. Uh, not at the end, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that, that you could have just <laughs> left me alone, but thank you. Um, where can people find you, Mark? Uh, I'm on uh, Friends of CC Forum, chatting about there. Uh, I'm on Twitter, as you can see my Twitter handle there. And I'm also on the radio every Thursday night here in the UK. But you can listen around the world because I always tweet out a link. So you can listen then. Excellent. Uh, just in case you're listening to the audio version, the hashtag is... Oh, sorry, the, um, the Twitter handle is Mark underscore Serby. So there you go. Excellent. And Alyssa, uh, holding up your Venom cup. <laughs> that looks so evil. I'm at uh, I'm on friends of CC forum dot com. Alyssa, tweet um uh, PM me and or, or and or I'll post the link to that uh, panel about uh, at, New, at New York Comic Con with regards to the industry. Excellent. And once again, that hashtag for the two T-shirts that Alyssa is giving away: Are you immune? Two. So there you go. Oh, it's a cap, uh, uh, letter R, letter U, immune two. So there you go. let's see if she holds it up again. There you go. So we've got two of those to give away. Excellent. And myself, um, it's uh, Englishman SDCC. Uh, you can also find me if you just type into Google Englishman in San Diego. I'm pretty much anywhere. Tomorrow I'm going to be working on um, a whole bunch of new pull lists. So there's going to be a whole bunch of new books out on Wednesday. Looking forward to the image releases. So, um, very much uh, looking forward to seeing what they come up with. I'm also waiting desperately to find out. Uh, uh, I, I think I know what the release date is, but I'm looking forward to um, uh, Scotty Young's release on Image. I hate Fairyland. Uh, oh, I can't wait to see that. That's really good. Um, so thank you very much indeed for joining us. Back again next week. We are talking comic grading. So if you're interested in getting into your collecting, or if indeed you're just getting started and um, you want to know the best way to get into getting your books professionally graded. We're going to have CGC joining us on the hangout. It's going to be fun. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And from all of us, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.